Yeah, jrootjadradio.com, uh, Wednesday uh, night, 8 o'clock, is our time with Dr. Rabbi Simcha Cohen. And Hello. this is me, and I'm here, right? Can you hear me? Yes, great. But I'm not here, I'm in my car. Because wow. we live in... Is, I, I, is Ath in the car? I'm in my car, but the truth is, I'm always with J-Root in my car anyway. So now I just happen to be on the air. But I never get into my car without putting J-Root on. So it's, it, it's an automatic, which I think is the truth by most people. But uh, I just miss looking at, at the kids' shop. My, my, my dear, dear friend, Nassim, it, what can I tell you? But uh, anyways, so I, I, I was talking to Nassim. We were talking about something, and I think that I would like to, to, to mention it and maybe pick up on it. And we're talking about forcing kids to do things. And... The question is, parents, people think that they can force people to do things. And when you try and force a kid to do something, it, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. And it, because a kid is never going to learn that way. And we learn that from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because if he wanted to, he could force us to do everything. But he doesn't. The way we learn is through fighting on Yetzirah and getting close to him, and, 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 that's, and by doing something, because we want to do it. And parents make that mistake all the time. So I was just wondering if there are kids out there that had something to say about this. Because uh, I think it's an important thing. The parents yes. should understand what kids think. What do you think, Nisha? Okay, this is very important issue because yesterday we had uh, quite a f- dispute here with one of the young men that called us and uh, I know we got a very, very angry uh, phone call later about a person that was disagree about our point. I really agree that kids has to be, uh, first of all, responsibility to their act and if it's a normal, it's an, I would say in the 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 misgeret, the, the I would say the the thing that it's normal and it's not over, it's not arming them and all this stuff. We have to build them individuality, you know, this this personality of them, and create them something that. Uh, uh, one second, but uh, uh, Doctor Rabbi Simcha, we yeah. have a very, very, a very a simple. We have very, very uh, important question right now, and because the person don't want to be on air, and okay. uh, the question like this: He or she knows another person that the parents couldn't afford the tuition of the of the yeshiva, and now this person in the street. What she can, I, what he or she can do on to help the situation, because she, uh, she or he, uh, feel very bad about the situation, and it's a seventeen. Oh my gosh! It's a seventeen oh years old person, and and she knows for a fact that the kid is on the street because the parents didn't pay tuition. Yes, correct. Wow, I, I'll tell you the truth. I, I I don't know, and I deal with schools. And even, the, I don't know of a school that, that 
that is has the has the guts to do such a thing, and it must be a big secret because they, you know parents that can't pay tuition most schools you know bend over backwards nowadays because a lot of people are having problems. But the, the thing is that uh, it. I would. I, I personally would intervene on behalf of the person and call up the school and ask, is there anything I could do? Because what happens when you do that is the school comes to realize that people know about it. And maybe there's another, maybe there's more to the story. You know, maybe there's, maybe there's more to the story. But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, I would be very shocked to hear that, uh, uh, you know, that it got to that point. A lot of times that there's a misunderstanding or something and, uh, and it, you know. So, doctor, you, you recommend that, uh, you recommend that, that uh, she or he will approach the Anala or the parent? Yeah, say, approach them and, and say, what and, can we do? And, and the question, my question is to you is, uh, unfortunately, we know the situation sometimes. If the person is not so from the high top 10 that they, 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 they want them so much in the school, isn't their obligation of the, the, the school to find another um, place for this kind yeah, of they, student? That's a very good question because, you know what, I, just, I don't think that if a kid is not in the top of the school, it's the school's obligation to find them another place. I think that that's just as much a rejection. I think that they have to find this kid another place in the school. And you know something? To send them to another school where he should feel, you know what, oh, I'm good enough, you know, that I'm not good enough for this, but I know I, I, I can, you can put me in this place. A kid is not going to feel good with that at all. And if a school, if a child has problems from the beginning and the school doesn't and can't handle it, then you know what? Then tell the parents, kid's not doing well, et cetera, et cetera. But if you keep the kid for a while and the kid becomes your kid and it belongs to the school, then the school has to find a way of dealing with it. And that's just the way that it says I'm a lamed ben it person who teaches someone else's kid Torah, it's like he's teaching his son, right? Because the fact is, you take ownership. You don't just give up a child if you, if, if, if you have to find a way to deal with it. Now, of course, if a person does something really, really, really bad, then you ask Israelah Hacham. Then you ask Israelah Hacham. And I've done a lot of research into this recently. And the Chazon Ish never, ever threw anybody out of his yeshiva. And there were some very, very rough cases because it was a time in Eretz Israel where there were, you know, it was very rough. There were kids that were mamash hilonim. And he did not throw them out of yeshiva. He said, I'm not ready to take the Achai on my shoulders. The Chazon Ish. The statement says you can't. But Kanyevsky says you can't. Hamavadi has a whole teshuvah about it. Okay, it's so... In, it's in NFL short. So, putting them in another school, it's a nice way of saying, you know what, 
I, you know what I call that? I call that, that's by lethal injection. So the guy looks like he's going to sleep. Oh, it's not so bad. Yeah. Okay, so that's, uh, okay, so this is our answer to this person that called. I think that first step is to go to approach Anala and ask Anala if they know that this person is out of uh, the school in the last three months or something like this. And if they and, know, and maybe maybe they can raise money for helping this family. 100%. And to see what, what is the reaction of this uh, Anala or the school. Okay. You so, know something? Yeah. I, I just want to say something. And anybody that's listening should hear this. That I worked in a school, and the, the, the person who ran this school is probably one of the most brilliant educators that I've ever met in my entire life, Rabbi Russ, who was the principal of Maggie for many, many years. And before he left, he said he had a meeting with all the teachers, and he gave a speech that made a, a, an impression on me that I'll never forget. He said, some children have rich fathers. Some children have famous last names. Some children have uncles or aunts who know somebody in the school. You know, and some children have nobody. And he said to the teachers, and I was there, he said, you have to be the rich uncle or aunt of these kids. You have to stand up for these kids who don't have people who will bang down doors for them. And that's the bottom line. If there's a kid that's out of yeshiva because of tuition, that, and he doesn't have a relative that's, that's standing up for him, then it's our achray, if we know about it, to bang down the doors and to say, what can we do? What did we do? And uh, the halacha, about the halacha, and we're talking about the halacha, we know that if it's not money for, t- for teachers, you sell the Sefer Torah in the Echal. The only Sefer Torah, if it's only one Sefer Torah, only one Sefer Torah, you sell it in order to provide money for the teacher and the teshiva. So please, let, please let's be a revim zelezeh. Let's be guarantee of Am Yisrael and especially this night before Tesha, before Asara Betevet, I'm really yep. applying and I'm begging to all of us to be careful on on all the issue. If Avat Chinam, uh, you know, caring about other kids, about ourselves and others, bringing a Mashiach close early, you know, because of this. And, 100%. You know, you know, but, this, but, we but, have we have a lot, a lot of Torah scrolls in the on, on the on in the Bet Knesset in the shuls. A lot, plenty. We don't need them anymore. Anymore, I'm telling you, I'm telling 100%. you, it's loud and clear. We don't need any more more sfarim. We need more money. We need help to the people that to the the, the teacher can teach with a cheshek, with a desire, because they get the salary in the time, they get stuff, and the kids can find themselves. So please, if you are a rich person that's willing now to donate the Sefer Torah, do be a favor, do us a favor, don't donate. Or if you want to donate, donate the same amount of money to the closest yeshiva, to the closest teachers that they can provide the money and the, our kids' education. 100%. You know, I heard from Baba Azar Abu Hatera. He once spoke, 
I was I had the, the opportunity of hearing him speak, and he said something that was in his Isaiah that really, really it affected me so much. He said that nowadays there's a lot of people that need that need food, and a lot of people that need physical help. He said, and this is the time trying, trying to get people not to give to early Mutara. He said he's trying to pull the people away from donating to Yeshiva because the person will see hungry people and they'll donate to that before they'll donate to Yeshiva Shalom. He says what we don't realize is if we if we let our yeshivot fall and we don't pay our rebellion, we don't pay our teachers, and we don't keep yeshivot alive, then that's what brings the hunger. If we have more Torah, the hunger will go away on its own. The way to, to get rid of the Torah, the, the need, the terrible need, is by strengthening Torah. That's the only way. Okay. That's the only way. Okay, so, th- okay, so we'll go now back to our uh, topic in the beginning that we raised. And see, so we, we have another we have a caller. Let's see what he says. Okay. Okay. Hello, are you on there? Hello? Yes. Hi, how are you? Yes, how are you? I'm good. I'm in my car, and it's very weird, because normally I'm sitting in a station. But, uh, okay. But I'm driving carefully. What, what's on your mind? What do you think of my question? Um, I'm like, I don't, I, what's this week's topic? Like, I was listening, but... Talking about should parents, is it, is it helpful when parents force kids to do things? What? Do kids like it when parents force them to do things? Or is there a better way? Um, it depends for what. It's like... Like, if a little kid doesn't want to go to the dentist, then it's fine for a parent forces the child to go to the dentist, you know? Right. Or, like, like that type of stuff. But if, like, uh, I don't think it's good if a parent, like, forces a child to, like, like, I don't know, do something like, 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 something like, like, do Santa. Like, they don't need to do it. Right. Right. Very good. Very good. Let me ask you a question. Um, if, you're, if, you're, if your mother asks you to do something and says, uh, what's your name, Sally? What's your first name? Tamar. Okay, Tamar. Sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So if your mother says, Tamar, listen, sweetheart, she's such a good girl. I really, we really mean so much to me if you would do this. Okay. Do you have the ability to say no? I would say yes, probably. You'd probably say yes. And it, it, would it be easier? Would it be easier for you to look her in the face and say no, not doing it? Um, it would be like, like, like I don't want. Would like, not be, you wouldn't be able to do it, right? Right, like it's, you wouldn't be able to do it because your mother loves you and you love your mother and she's asking you so nicely to make you feel so good. And she's right, I know, so like, how much, I know, so like, she does so much for you. Why can't you do one little thing for her? Bingo. That's forcing a kid to do something. That's the way you force a kid to do something. By loving them so much that when you ask them, they have no choice. That's the way right. Hashem is with us, Right. Right, but also like, like, 
still, if you love a kid so much, he's still, like a little kid, he still wouldn't want to go to the dentist. So that... I understand. Right. I understand. So you know what that's about? That's about trust. That's about trust. If you, if a child, if you're, if you're always honest with a child, and you never lie to a child, you tell a child that you know what, this is good for you, and you have to do this because it's good for you. And the child will trust you, and will do it. Right, but like my siblings, even when I was younger, like, like when I had to go to the dentist, I said no, even though I believe in them and it's good for me, but like I don't want to hurt me, like. Right. So, so we, that's a very big lesson in life that sometimes you just got to do things that, that, you, that you don't want to do because you just got to. Right. You just got to. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. That's life. That's life. Mm-hmm. That's a good lesson also. What? That's a good lesson also. Right. Okay. Thank mm-hmm. you for calling so And also, my sister wants to speak. Right. Okay. okay. Hello. Hi, sister. How are you? Hello. How you doing? Hello. Hello. Are you there? Hello. Okay. It's, Hello. Okay. Okay. Uh, Hello. Bye bye. Yeah. Simple. Hello. We we have a person that want to comment about the issue with the the tuition. Okay. Okay. So let's hear. Hello. Are you on there? Hi. Thank Hello? you for taking. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, hi. Okay, so thank you for taking my call, and I um, I really appreciate your show, and I tell that, like, you really like me and everything you say. Thank but you so much. I, I like you, too. Um, you're welcome. Um, what's it called? Basically, I know a person who, like, she, um, it's, like, kind of like this thing. Basically, she has a lot of... Um, emotional issues. A lot of people don't trust her. She doesn't really want to be in school, but sometimes, but, like, she knows she has to be in school because salvation now in life. But she's not in school at the present moment because um, I think it's because her parents can't afford it. Uh, um, the school is keeping it a military secret, and they're not saying exactly why it is, and I usually figure out this these kind of things, not because I'm trying to be rude, because I sincerely care about people. I, I just really care about people. And I'm not particularly friends with this person, but I really care about her. And I, I don't want anything to happen to her, like her to go to death. And even if not, she's just, like, wasting her whole life. And she doesn't talk to anyone. And I don't really call her anymore because I'm so keen to speak to her because I don't even see her, and right. it, like, really bothers me, and, it's, and like, whenever I try reading the topic, it just, like, seems to everyone like there's no hope, and no one wants to do anything about it, and no one wants to raise money, and I can't really do anything. I'm 16 years old. Like, I don't know. So, so first of all, you're, 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 you're shocking me when I hear that you're, you're did you say 15 or 16? Um, 15. You're 15 years old. You, no, you, I'm I thought 15. I was talking to a, a an adult, a 30 year old. So, and and if you tell me that you really care about people, I can tell in your voice that you really do. 
And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to give you, Mirza Hashem, a long, beautiful life, with a beautiful family and nachas and children who you're going to be able to give love to and we're going to love you back, Mirza Hashem. Amen. But, 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 but the fact is that, you know, a person, a person needs, even though people in this position tell you that they don't want anybody there, and they, they, they give every indication that they don't want somebody there, it's very important to just leave an open door, meaning do mean? just give a call and leave a message, just thinking about you, wondering where you are, what's going on, anything, you know, just, just a, you know, just a, hello, you, you exist message. Because that, that's really, really important. And that makes a big difference. In, 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 it will make a big difference for, for this person. Because I know from experience and working with many people in therapy that people that did that never left the minds of, of, of people who were in trouble. I had a young man who was 16 years old, and he, he didn't realize that I didn't pick up my phone at Shabbat. Well, after, after this uh, incident, I always kept my phone visible. But on Mosei Shabbat, I picked up my cell phone, and I got three messages. First one said, Simcha, I'm on you, Pete. If you don't take my phone call, I'm going to jump on the train track. And the next one, he says, I'm giving you 10 minutes to return my call. And then the third one came in and said, oh, I just realized it's Shabbat. So you're not going to take my call. Now, it was Mosei Shabbat. I didn't, I was, I was, I didn't know what to do. So I was able to figure out how to get in touch with this kid. When I did get in touch with him, I asked him, so what did you do? I didn't call you back. What did you do? You know what he told me? He was 16 and a half. He said, I remember my third grade Rebbe, my third grade Rebbe, and certain yeshiva. And he was so nice to me. And he once brought me over to his house for, for Shabbos party. And I remembered he lived right near there. I walked over to his house. Is that, is that the craziest thing? I spoke to the Rebbe. He goes, you know what? I saw this kid. I was walking home from show. I saw this kid playing ball in the street. And I said, you know what? Three o'clock today, I'm having Shabbos party in my house. Come to my house. And the kid came three o'clock and he stayed till after Shabbos. One time. Third grade. That's eight years old. Eight years later, this kid remembered the house and had the ability to go knock on his door and saved his life. Um, but is there anything that could happen that could possibly get her to be in school? You know what? I think she has to be somewhere. If school is not working for her, then maybe there's a way that the school could keep her in the fold and maybe not in such a structure. Keep there's got to be one person in the school that this person connects to that can make it worth her while to be connected to. There's got to be one person. And that's all you need. You need to have one person. But that, she's not that, motivated. That, but one person could do it. 
one person to make it worth the while, to make the person feel like going. So she doesn't have and, to go to school? I didn't say she doesn't have to go to school. Right now, the school, they, it seems like she's out of school for whatever reason. Um, but but I think that the school should, accept, could, should try and get one person to, to make it, to make, you know what? She's got to be connected to something, connected to someone, connected to the school in some way. So the school doesn't really it, care. But that's that's my point. There's got to be someone in the school that does. There has to be. There's got to be someone in the school that does. And we got to find that person. I mean, I and know you. Like, I personally think I could trust the principal and. I, I asked him that I asked him about the student, but he like didn't really say anything. And he said, "Well, she could come to school, but like she can't." Is there an adult in your life you trust that can like help you with this challenge? No. I hear you. Um. So what I need to tell you is. Your age of 15, as hard as this may sound, you're coming to a very, very tough reality in life, which is that we can't do everything and we can't accomplish everything. And it's a hard reality. It's a hard reality, but it's a reality. Sometimes we can try and try and try and have to just leave it up to the vital soil. And we have to just dive into Hashem. And just, but always keep the connection there and always be, you know, reach out and be available on some level and, and hope that the opportunity, you know, arises that, you know, you'll be able to, to, you know, bring this person around. You never, you never know. There's a lot of siyata that's involved in these things also. You know, Shem, Shem is great. And, uh, something might just happen to inspire her. But it sounds like there's just a lot going on in her life anyways. Simcha. Anyways. Simcha, yes. I want to say to, the, to this brave girl that... Uh, really brave. Care, uh, that okay, thank you. I, I want to tell that uh, it's not something that uh, you said because age... Okay. It's age. If we, even if you are five years old, if you are a caring person... You can do something. You know, Akadosh Baruch, as you said, uh, Akadosh Baruch is opening some opening that suddenly, suddenly you can see yeah. and you see the opportunity that you can help. And even a smile, a good word to the other person can just open an opening. And maybe not today and not tomorrow. In another month, in another two months, you can see. So, you know, the, the, phone, yeah. the basically the phone line is up full packed. So let's. I know oh that my, time. and I have I have to take a break for ten minutes. Okay. I, have, I have to jump into. To, I have to actually go help a little boy. For, for I I'll be back in I hopefully another in ten minutes. So missing. Okay. So you, let me. You you're gonna take the call. Okay. Let me. Okay. So let me take your music. I, I'm not going to answer the please. No, please answer. Shall I? <laughs> no, answer. This way you'll give me an update. Tell me. Tell me what happens when I'm not there. Okay, so let's let me okay. let me hear some question. Okay, I'm not going to okay. be responsible to my my answers. 
So, okay, right. I'm going I'm, I'm to talk until I have to find parking. Okay. Okay, so, let's take one more call. Okay. Hello, you on there. Hello? Yes. Hi. Yes. How are you? Good. So, let's say um, a kid, um, like, <laughs> his mother asks him, did you tell the truth? And he says, yeah. But his mother doesn't believe him. And then, and then like, how do you, like, and then the kid forces his mother to, like, believe her. Like, believe him well, that he's telling the truth. Well, the thing is like this. If a kid lies, all right, and knows that he lies, at the end of the day, the kid's going to feel really lousy. Because when, you, when an adult forces a kid to admit that they lied, so there's really nothing, nothing that's gained. But if a kid lies and the adult says, you know what, I'll believe you, even though, you know, the kid knows that... that We're listening. So the kid will have to learn eventually that lying doesn't pay. Now, if it's something very important, like taking responsibility, so a parent has to say, you know what, you're lying. Like, I had a kid that had chocolate all over his hands and said, I didn't eat the chocolate. said, well, uh, it's kind of like evidence that you, you ate the chocolate. That, that's that's not really forcing you kids to do something. That's like teaching an important lesson. Yeah. I, I would it, say, the, no, the, uh, Simcha, I think that the question was, uh, I don't know, you find the parking? But no, no, not yeah. yet. Okay. okay. The, I think that the question was that uh, sometimes, as adults, uh, we see kids and we said uh, that he said the truth, but we don't, we, we don't believe him or believe him. Uh, and this is very, the, uh, I think that uh, I would say that as a parents, we have to learn how to accept sometimes, even the kids sometimes doing stuff that in their mind, it's nothing, you know. We have to, I, 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 I don't like to say the word liar to a kid. I don't think that any right. kid is lying in a purpose unless something wrong with him, but that's that really. And to build a trust with a kid, and try to kids, you know what? Maybe you will be more specific. Maybe you'll be more accurate about what happened and stuff like this. And let's put the details right. But to say a kid's liar, it's you stamp him, and if feel they, they feel wrong, they feel wrong, and right. then it's if you don't trust me, so better to be a, a better to be a liar. It's better to be right. liar. I, I I I'm a liar anyway in your eyes. So who cares? And this is what push, we push our kids to a corner that it's very dangerous. So to again, a hundred percent. And when you when you when you use the word liar, that means that you're labeling a kid. It's much the, the way to say it is: I don't think what you're telling me is true. And you focus on the words, not on the child. And yeah. that I don't think this information is correct. I don't think it's true. But you call a kid. You give a kid a label, it's 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 very it's it's much much worse. But and the thing is like this: when a parent, when a child lies to a kid, a parent can't take it personally. It's not about me, and the kid's not doing something against me. The kid is just acting like a kid. He wants something, or she wants something, so badly that she's gonna not tell the truth to get it. 
And that's about them. It's okay. not because uh, me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. And you know what? First of all, I would think that I teach uh, my my lesson is like this: that never say something wrong uh, or against not true. I don't say to say lie. Don't say something not true because eventually, one day it will be backfire on you. It will be exactly the opposite. The, and Hebrew said, "La sheker and raglaim," to uh, right. Uh, with the, uh, to the, the lie, you don't have any legs. So one day it will appear on the surface, and you will be very very embarrassed. So I would say that the okay. the, the best way to be truthfully, and even if some people don't believe you, it's their problem. It's not your problem. You That's did right. what you have to do. Thank you. Okay, I found parking. Okay. So listen. I'll be back soon. Okay, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Yes, I own the. Yes, hi. Uh, um, yes. I'd like to comment on your previous caller, the girl that was um, concerned for her friend. Yes. Um, I, I think that um, she, there is something that she could do, because um, at the end of the day, every person needs to feel loved, and if she, um, even if she just, you know, picks up the phone and says. You know, I feel bad. I don't know how I can help you, but it hurts me to see that, you know, that you're in pain, and you should know that I'm here for you. And maybe just like even, I don't know, like buying a book or um, some chocolate or candy or something, like some, like just like send her things or, you know, have the other girls in the class do the same and make her feel like she has a support system and that she's not alone. Because if she feels love, that's going to that's gonna be the strength that's going to help her pick herself up. She needs to feel that love. She needs to feel that there are people that care about her. And that will, Vizat Hashem, give her the strength to be able to try to change and to try to better her life. That's so I think that there is something that the girls could do. I don't think that, you know, of course they can't, you know, help the monetary situation and, like, whatever other problems the girl is going through, but she, they can give her that support and love that she needs. It's 100% right, and uh, I agree with you on a million percent because that we, we have to understand that doesn't matter what we're doing. A smile can change a world, and just a good word change a world. And this is and don't say I cannot. I don't believe in this world. We can do everything. Hakadosh Baruch Hu give us the force, the power, and we can just do it. And uh, I, I, I myself believe a great believer in doing and not talking. So I think that the be- this is what you told uh, right now this hundred percent, and I, I believe this girl, this girl that called us, she's also a doer and caring person, and she will do it, and she yeah. will succeed. Yeah. So, because um, that's how, like in life, life in general, like if we think about the big problem, if we look at, you know, the situation that we can't control, then. We can't, we're not going to even try. We're not going to even, we'll just give up. But if we just do the minimum that we can do, that we know that this is what I can do, this is the most I can do, that's the first step, and that leads up to, you know, the second step. But you have to take the first step. You have to do what you can. And don't worry if, like, some other people, you know, are not doing what they're doing. But if you do it, people will see. People will visit Hashem, you know, um, take your example and, and continue and help. And then... That's how things change in life. That's how um, people can make changes. 
So, um, and also Nisim on the side, um, I always, you know, we always say thank you to you, but we forgot to say thank you to your wife who sacrifices her husband to be able to do what he does. Okay. So we also also want to say Chazak to your wife, which we, I don't think everybody ever did. <laughs> I said, I said over time, and not only to my wife, also to my kids. And it was time right. that my, I want to tell you something. First of all, thank you very much. No, and I, I want to tell you that the time was when my kids told me, Abba, close the radio. That's what they told me. Abba, we, we need you. Baruch Hashem, they understood now and they're understanding that the, the importance of this radio station and the amount of helping. Sometimes they're a little bit embarrassed because my, uh, you know, thinking and thought about the, about, about the, the system in Brooklyn and not everybody getting it in a positive way I would say many people are feeling that we are not so well equipped but uh, we're trying to do the best and we're trying to work with all the rabbis around us and working with that Torah so right. I really appreciate thank you very much and we should also like it's an example the radio is an example that you do what you can and then Baruch Hashem you could say that I don't know how many years two three years you're on the air in the beginning, it was We're an impossible dream, but Baruch Hashem, that's what we years. should do for every, you know, with this girl too. Everything, nothing's impossible. That's what I said that uh, in our new show. If I can, you can. Right. And this is really true. If I can, who am I? Uh, you can do hundreds of better than me. Right. So I really okay, appreciate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank okay. you very much. Good night. You're welcome. Hello, you on there? Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah, I have a problem. Yes. Yes. Um. So I have my uh, housekeeper. I have my housekeeper. Um. She's in my house, and she's very um. She's very like mean to me. She 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 always screams at me, and like I, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I I don't know. So, oh, did your parents know about it? My parents, uh, she she told me not to tell them. Um, I I said I was gonna tell my parents, but she told me not to tell them. And like I don't know. Okay, Should so I tell them? Be, okay, I the best the best solution: tell your parents and don't be afraid. And this is your house. Okay, thank you. What? Thank Wait. you. Wait. Okay, have a good night. Thank you. Hello, you on there? Hello, you on there? Um, I have a question. Sometimes in uh in in at home, my 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 um I would sometimes I I would get a little uh hyper and I, and I would uh I have ADD and I would bother my uh my brothers and I don't know, I didn't really bother them and they would really like bother like like my mother would like go nuts on me and I would like some advice. Okay, so you have to call later because Doctor Simcha is not with us. So what? let's the Simcha is not here. So No I, no but I, okay. I just want to speak to me. Okay, so I just uh, this one of question I'm not going to answer. And uh, I appreciate uh, the caller. Unfortunately, some kids today uh, become a little bit uh, off. 
So let's put a music a little bit until uh, Dr. Simcha will come on there and listen to you. 